Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. Today is Friday, January 29th, 2010. Today is our first out of four-part series on Pokemon contests. Today we're going to be talking about choosing the right Pokemon for contests in the fourth generation of games, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. I've got some exciting news for you today during the news segment of our show. Hopefully we're the first to bring you this news, uh, at least first for a podcast. I'm sure most of you have already found out through Pokemon news-related websites already. But before we get started, I just wanted to bring you some unfortunate news about the Pokedex Radio podcasts. It's nothing too bad, but even though I've been talking about our co-host, Gene, coming back, um, well, he's not going to be able to come back and do this show at all. Uh, Sure, he's been planning on coming back for a while now, but he did let me know that he's not going to be able to return to the show. It's unfortunate. Sorry to those of you who've been uh, waiting for him to come back. The show must go on. But let's get started with today's show, as usual, with the news. Today we have some exciting news, and I'm going to leave till the end of the news segment just to keep you guys in suspense unless you've already found out already. First of all, we're going to start off with the Pokemon.com website. It's been a while, but news is news. The Pokemon.com website has been updated with a new layout. I haven't really checked it out myself. There are a lot of articles that people have been sending me from the Pokemon website that I will put up in the show notes. But the Pokemon website has been updated. Go ahead, check it out if you haven't already which I'm one who hasn't already, so I should check it out soon. Next in the news today, Pokemon.com has announced the distribution of Shiny Pichu uh, for the U.S. It's also known as the Pikachu-colored Pichu, and it's for players of the Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum games here in the U.S. This distribution will be held at GameStop stores, again, in the U.S., from January 30th to February 14th. So so I'm definitely going to head over to GameStop maybe sometime next week. Uh, to go ahead and get my shiny Pichu, or Pikachu-colored Pichu. This shiny Pichu will be at level 30, uh, and only males. For some reason, I guess they're not doing any female Pichus with this one. Uh, And it will come in a Cherish Ball, like many other 4th generation events. The Pichu will be holding an Everstone and a Classic Ribbon, and they will have a Jolly Nature. The Pichu will know the moves Charge, Volt Tackle, Endeavor, and Endure. Now, once you get these Pichu into your Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum games, when you trade them over to Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, uh, and you take them to the Ilex Forest Shrine, uh, it will allow you to obtain the spiky-eared Pichu featured in the recent movie Arceus and the Jewel of Life. Excuse me, Arceus and the Jewel of Life. Now, the spiky-eared Pichu that you find in the new game will be female only and will be holding a Zap Plate, and it will know the moves Volt Tackle, Helping Hand, Swagger, and Pain Split. This spiky-eared Pichu cannot be traded from the Heart Gold and Soul Silver games. Don't really know why, but I guess it just can't. Again, the dates are between January 30th to February 14th in the United States at GameStop stores. Next in the news today, the European rele- the European release date for Heart Gold and Soul Silver has been confirmed. Uh, the games are to be released on March 26th, 2010. And for Australia. I did get an email asking about it, so I'm just going to say it anyways. The Australian release date for Heart Gold and Soul Silver is March 25th. So the games are coming out soon. If you haven't pre-ordered the games yet, go ahead, pre-order them. I know here in the U.S., uh, at least if you pre-order them here at GameStop stores, you will get a little tiny figurine of 
whichever game you pre-order, or if, even if you pre-order both, you'll get both figurines. One of a, a Lugia and one of a Ho-Oh. So it's pretty cool to get the little gifts that they give with the games. I always try to pre-order my Pokemon games just so I can get these little uh, accessories that comes with the game. The next article in the news today is about a new Ranger game, new Pokemon Ranger game. It's due out in Japan on March 6th. The game is going to be sold for 4,800 yen, which I'm assuming is around 30, 35 bucks. At least U.S. currency, sorry. This game is going to be called Pokemon Ranger Tracks of Light. And similar to the other Pokemon Ranger games, this game is going to be featuring a new region and new playable characters. The new region in this game will be called Oblivia, and... Like any other Pokemon game, this region has different kinds of uh, varying locations, including volcanoes, icy mountains, forests, and I'm going to assume uh, beaches and like water areas. As a player in the game, like the other Pokemon Ranger games, you have a Pokemon that walks along with you. This one is a ukulele-carrying Pikachu. Kinda weird, I wouldn't expect a Pokemon to know how to play an instrument, but apparently this Pikachu knows how to play ukulele. Also, this is the very first game to feature multiplayer mode, which up to four players can play a mission together. And in this game, just like previous Pokemon Ranger games, you'll be able to download missions via the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. The first mission available for download um, will be a Deoxys mission. You'll be able to catch the Deoxys in the game. And unlike the very first game, though, because the first Ranger game also did have a Deoxys mission, this mission will allow you, once you capture the Deoxys, to transfer it over to the Generation 4 games, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Heart Gold, and Soul Silver. This mission, at least in Japan, will be available for download from March 6th to May 17th. Now, the last article I'm going to be talking about today, something that really excited me, um, and again, I hope that I'm the first podcast to be talking about this, because that'll be kind of cool. Um, I'm sure I'm not, but you never know. Uh, the news did come out this morning that a new Pokemon RPG has been announced possible Generation 5 game, I don't know. I read the article, doesn't give me too much information. Um, The Pokemon Company has revealed that a brand new Pokemon RPG is to be released later on this year for the Nintendo DS. Again, I don't have many details because this article doesn't have many details. Uh, From the Japanese Pokemon site, uh, it mentions that the games will will feature a brand new Pokemon and that, quote, everything is planned to be born anew. Don't know what that means. I, I'm just excited now. Just to, just reading this article kind of gets me a little excited. I want it to be later on this year already, just to see what the game's going to be about. Possible fifth generation of games? I don't know. But again, according to this article, uh, the February 2010th edition of the Japanese Koro Koro magazine, which is due out in a few weeks, is supposed to reveal a surprising announcement, which could be related to this game, could be related to the movie Phantom Ruler Z, And I did read somewhere, don't remember where, that there will be possibly a 5th generation Pokemon revealed in the new movie Phantom Ruler Z. There is no 5th generation of Pokemon revealed yet, so we'll have to just wait and see what this Koro Koro magazine reveals within the next coming weeks. Uh, And of course, I'll bring you the news as soon as it comes out. Well, as soon as the episode comes out, then you'll hear the news. But this excites me, and hopefully it excites you guys, because it's something I've been talking about for the past few episodes. The future of Pokemon. What Pokemon will be within the upcoming years. So this is a possible hint at a Generation 5 game. I don't know. I'm just excited. But that's it for the news for today. A couple of articles I didn't read will be on pokedexradio.blogspot.com, including the articles that I did read today along with uh, links to all the previous episodes, including this episode, which I'm sure you're listening to right now. 
Uh, again, the site is pokedexradio.blogspot.com. It includes links to the Twitter accounts, both my Twitter account and the Pokedex Radio Twitter account. Uh, it includes links to the YouTube channel, um, the Pokedex Radio YouTube channel. Again, no videos. Uh, it's kind of disappointing, I'm sorry. Uh, links to the email, links to everything. So go ahead, again, check it out, pokedexradio.blogspot.com. But that's it for the news for today. Now let's get on to the main topic. Today's main topic, again, is choosing the right Pokemon and moves for Pokemon contests. Now before we get started with that, I just want to let you guys know, I'm not considering myself an expert on these contests. I'm not even really that good at battling. I'm more of a collector than anything. But as far as the knowledge I have, as far as the knowledge I've obtained from the official Pokemon guide, I'll go ahead and bring you what knowledge I know of Pokemon contests. And if you guys do have the official Pokemon guide, this like giant phone book looking thing, uh, for the Platinum game, you guys can just go ahead and follow along with me if you want to, if you have the guide. Right now I'm going to be looking at page 234 of this book, I might be jumping around here and there, um, but let's get started. Just some initial information about contests first. Uh, the contests, uh, the contest hall is in Hardhome City. Uh, you can do contests whenever you please as soon as you get to Hardhome City. Uh, I prefer doing it after getting, after beating Elite Four, after you're able to go ahead and do a lot of different things. You know, so you can raise a Pokemon without having to be worrying about beating the next gym leader or anything. So once you beat the Elite Four, you're pretty much free to do anything. There are four different ranks in five divisions of contests. Uh, there is the Cool Contest, the Beauty Contest, the Cute Contest, Smart, and Tough Contest. And the four ranks are Normal Rank, which any Pokemon can enter in as a Normal Rank Pokemon, the Great Rank, the Super Rank, and then the last one is the Master Rank, um, which once you get a Master Rank Pokemon, then your Pokemon's picture will be put up inside the contest hall. Pretty cool. That's enough for just, you know, the prizes, and we're not going to be talking about the different rounds uh, and different competitions that they have in the contest. That'll be left for the last episode uh, in this series of episodes about Pokemon contests. But first of all, choosing the right Pokemon. Really, any Pokemon can be chosen to do any kind of contest. It really doesn't matter. Uh, the game won't prohibit a certain Pokemon from entering into a normal rank contest because it doesn't have that certain type of moves. It doesn't have cool moves. It doesn't have beauty moves. It doesn't matter. Any Pokemon can enter into a normal rank contest. Once you beat the normal rank contest, then your Pokemon will be allowed to enter into a great rank. Once you beat the great, you'll be allowed to get into ultra. Once you beat the ultra, then you're allowed to compete in the master rank. Now, choosing the Pokemon. Again, there are five different divisions in a Pokemon contest. There's cool, beauty, cute, smart, and tough. For cool contests, uh, the recommended Pokemon, at least recommended by the official Pokemon guide for the Pokemon Platinum game, is Chattot. Chattot recommended moves Taunt, Peck, Roost, and Mimic. And recommended natures, this is for any kind of Pokemon, recommended natures for cool contests are the Adamant Nature, Brave Nature, Naughty, or Lonely Natures. So that's for the cool contest. I've only done competitions once. I, I did it in the beauty contest using Milotic because its beauty's maxed out anyways. I didn't really do that great. I got up to ultra rank. Couldn't exactly finish the master rank, so I kind of felt a little bad about that. But here in this book for beauty contest, it recommends Remoraid. 
and you have to bring the Remoraid up to level 36 without evolving it and teaching it Signal Beam, as well as with the moves Frustration, Bubble Beam, and Water Gun. Recommended nature for all, for all Pokemon that you want to enter into a beauty contest are Modest Nature, Quiet Nature, Rash, and Mild. Uh, obviously, if you have the Remoraid, if you want to evolve it into the Octillery, be my guest, it won't hurt your odds of winning uh, any ranks in the contest. It's just easier to bring it to a Remoraid. It's just easier to level it up and learn those moves as a Remoraid compared to evolving the Pokemon than all the moves are learned at a later level. Recommended for cute contests is a Krikatoon. Raise it to level 46 and teach it Bug Buzz, Sleep Talk, X-Scissor, and Sing. Recommended natures for any Pokemon you would like to enter into a cute contest are Timid, Jolly, Naive, and Hasty Natures. Uh, for smart contests, the recommended Pokemon is Tentacool. You can evolve it into Tentacruel if you want. That's fine. But it'd be easier, again, to raise a lower stage Pokemon without evolving it because, again, they do learn moves at a later level. Raise a Tentacool up to level 33 without evolving it and teaching it Poison Jab, Acid, Bubble Beam, and Wrap. These are all smart moves. Uh, recommended nature for any Pokemon for the smart contest is Calm, Careful, Sassy, and Gentle Natures. Recommended Pokemon for the tough contest is Geodude. Again, if you want to evolve it into a Graveler and Golem, be my guest. But bring Geodude to level 39 and teach it Earthquake, Stone Edge, Rock Throw, and Rock Polish. Recommended Natures for any Tough Contest Pokemon, Bold, Impish, Relaxed, or Lax Nature. Now these are just recommendations out of the book. Personally, I don't have any recommendations. Like I said, I was using my Lodic that had a Max Beauty. I had a couple of different water moves, Beauty water moves on it. Uh, didn't do very well, can't really get too far in the contest. There's all these different little things you have to uh, increase on a Pokemon in order for it to do its best in a contest. And also, I'm not good at the whole timing thing with the dance portion of the contest, but that's for a later episode. You don't have to use these five Pokemon that I mentioned. There are other Pokemon that you can also breed to get certain natures, as well as breed to get certain moves. If any of you have any recommendations within the next couple of episodes, please let me know if you've already gotten to a master rank with a certain Pokemon. Uh, if you would like uh, to go ahead and uh, email me with the Pokemon and its moves and nature and all that good stuff, let me know so I can recommend it to other listeners that are having troubles in contests, obviously. But that's it for recommendations for different Pokemon to use in contests. Uh, again, I'm not a contest expert. That's really all the information I know. Um, that's really all the information uh, I can bring you for this episode. Again, this was only about choosing the right Pokemon. In the next episode, which should come out within the next two to three weeks, we'll be talking about Poffins, making Poffins, the correct Poffins for the different types of natures and contests as well, and which berries are best, because we did have the berry farming episode before, so we're going to be talking about making Poffins and all that good stuff in the next episode. But that's it for the main topic. If you have any questions, uh, I'm sure I can answer more questions about the contests. I just, you know, trying to do a quick episode today. Don't really have much time. This is all I can bring you for now about this. If you have any questions, email me, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. If it's not something I can email you with right away, or if it's something I would like to put on the show, I'm probably not going to email you back right away. I'm probably going to wait to mention it on the show, just like I'm doing with a couple of emails now. Um, but again, that's it for the main topic. If you have any questions, 
let me know. Now on to the Pokemon of the episode and emails. Who's that Pokemon? The Pokemon of the episode today um, decided to choose because I've been a little sick for the past two and a half weeks roughly. I've decided to choose the Pokemon Weezing, number 110, for the Pokemon of the episode. And the reason I chose Weezing is because, you know, coughing, ha ha ha, I'm sick, I've been coughing a lot. So yeah, uh, Weezing is a poison-type Pokemon, evolves from coughing at level 35, and it only has one ability, Levitate. Levitate, what it does, is damage-dealing ground-type moves have no effect on this Pokemon. Uh, Weezing cannot be trapped by, arena, by the Arena Trap ability, and it takes no damage from spikes. Now for coughing, coughing you can find in the Platinum game only, uh, in the interior of Stark Mountain. Uh, for Diamond and Pearl, you're going to have to breed a Weezing to uh, get coughing. In the Heart Gold and Soul Silver games, you can find co- you can find coughing in the Burnt Tower or the Safari Zone. As well, in the Poké Walker, you can find it in the area Town Edge. Now for Weezing, you can find it in the Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum games in Stark Mountain. For all three of those games. And in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, you can find it in the Safari Zone. Weezing's stats. Uh, his stats are HP 65, Attack 90, Defense 120, good defense, Special Attack 85, Special Defense 70, and Speed 60. I've never really seen Weezing used, um, at least in the Battle Tower, which is where I do most of my battling. I've really seen it used. I'm assuming it's an underused Pokemon, so I really don't have any recommendations at all for, you know, oh, it's a good defender or whatever. I'm assuming it's it's got a 120 defense. That's pretty nice. Uh, its attack is its uh, second highest uh, stat at 90, so uh, I guess, you know, not bad for attack. Special attack is 85. That really, that's, that's really all the information I can give you about Weezing. I never really used one. I know Team Rocket used to have one. They lost every time. I'm sure they could have done better if they didn't use Smog and Smokescreen all the time. But that's it for the Pokemon of the episode. Uh, now let's get on to emails and question of the episode. Our question of the episode last time was, in your experiences, who was the toughest gym leader out of any of the Pokemon games? Um, and our first email today is from Izzy, and Izzy says, Hey Gabriel, uh, it's Izzy, I'm sorry I haven't emailed for a while. The toughest gym leader for me was Misty in Fire Red and Leaf Green, and Flannery in Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, and Fantina in Diamond and Pearl. Thank you, Izzy, for your email. Now, our next email is from a listener named Angelus, and Angelus says, Hey, Gabriel, I just started listening to the Pokedex Radio podcast about four episodes ago. First, I will do some backtracking. What I do not like about the Pokemon games is that they don't have the feel or awe that Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold, Silver, or Crystal had anymore. The new ones are blah and boring. They're trying to add so much that it's not the same anymore. The new Pokemon, with a few exceptions, are horrible. They're no longer original. The old 252, I'm assuming you mean 251, because they were 251 before. The old 251 were all based on animals of some sort and interesting. The new ones, hell, they're just the first messed up thing that the creators can come up with. Second, for the Pokedex Radio, great job, I love it. I'm not a big Pokemon nerd anymore, but I used to be. This is a way I can get caught up on what I missed uh, with the third and fourth generation. Thanks. Now, the hardest gym leader... I never finished Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, so I cannot say about about them. I have a thing where I always use my starter to beat the gym leader. I always choose the fire starter, except in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. Chimchar is a disgrace. Uh, my hardest was Misty. I remember a few times when I got a Charizard before I faced her. Thanks, Angelus, for your email. Our third email for today um, 
Well, I'm going to be reading a lot of emails today. Uh, there's a couple of emails I got that I just really want to read on the show. Um, but again, our third email is from George, and I, I kind of had a little bit of an email conversation back and forth with him about the uh, the Poke Walker. I mentioned that uh, the Poke Walker reminds me to the old uh, Pikachu Gigapet things back in the day, and that the Pokemon Pikachu GS or the Pokemon Pikachu Two seems very similar to the Poke Walker because you're able to connect it to the games just like the original GS one where you're able to connect it to the uh, gold, silver, and crystal games to get new items and stuff. And it just reminded me to that and, uh, and George says in this email, I think you're right about the Poke Walker and the Pikachu 2. I actually found out about the Pikachu 2 when I heard about the GS remakes. I checked out a guide to the gold and silver games and I have a little bit of information on heart gold and soul silver as well. Uh, there are going to be some legendary Pokemon from every region. A list of them is Celebi, the Three Dogs, which uh, I usually call the Three Beasts, Entei, Suicune, and Raikou. Um, but uh, Mewtwo, Kyogre in Heart Gold, Groudon in Soul Silver, Latios and Latias, Lugia and Ho-Oh, obviously, and Rayquaza. And if you went to the Arceus event, um, then you'll be able to get a Dialga, Palkia, or Giratina at level 1, which I... I'm sure I mentioned before in the show, but uh, he says it again in this email. So uh, thank you, George, for your email. And I have a second email that I wanted to read from you, which, uh, okay, um, that he has uh, some information uh, about the um, Pikachu promo, Heart Gold and Soul Silver pre-order, and um, uh, some about the uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver Poke Walker, which I'll put those links up in the news at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. Uh, so I guess I didn't really have to read that email. Uh, so thanks, George, for your emails. Uh, next email today is from from Tom, and Tom says, Hey, Gabriel, my name is Tom. been listening to the podcast for a long time now. I love the show, and I just bought a Nintendo DSi a few days ago. I have a couple of problems with Wake, the water gym leader in Pokemon Platinum. I have an Infernape, a Staravia, and a Houndour. Uh, I need a great strategy to kill him. You got anything? Also, maybe uh, some future tips for a semi-experienced Pokemon player? Also, to answer the last question of the episode, I had real trouble with just about every water-type gym because of the reason I always pick the fire-type starter Pokemon. Again, love the show. Keep podcasting, dude. Um, Well, thank you, Tom, for your email. Uh, Some tips for Wake. Find a grass-type Pokemon. Uh, I mean, right there next to um, the gym, you got the uh, the swamp area. And in there, you can find Pokemon like uh, Tropius. Uh, I really have no tips for for Wake, really. Uh, all I know is he's got Water-type Pokemon. I don't remember exactly what I did, but obviously Infernape and Houndour, not exactly the best matchup against a Water Gym Leader. Grass Pokemon is your best bet. Uh, or even um, Electric-type Pokemon, if you can find one. I know they have a Pikachu in uh, Backlot's Mansion, behind his mansion at least. There's a little grassy area there. Uh, there's Pikachu there. See if you can try to find one. But um, you sent me this email a couple of days ago, about a week ago. So I'm sure you've beaten Wake by now. Tips for a semi-experienced Pokemon player? Um, EV Train, if you're going to be com- uh, battling competitively. If not, if you're just going to be battling in-game, stuff like the Wi-Fi, uh, just stuff like the Battle Tower. Just uh, train your Pokemon as best you can. If you want to go ahead, listen to the uh, EV Training episode, which you said you've been listening for a long time now, so I'm sure you've probably heard it. Um, EV Train, IV Breeding. I did mention earlier I'm not exactly the best battler. So, not too much advice, I'm sorry. Our next email is from KC. KC says, Hello and happy 2010, Gabriel. It's KC. Hope you've had a good holiday break and hope you've had a good new year. 
you answer a couple of questions from previous episodes that I'm not going to read. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, at least not on the show. I, I did uh, read them, obviously, to myself. And you say, uh, I'm a rather forgetful person when it comes to remembering many little details, such as my experiences against the gym leaders. Though I may recall that Tate and Liza, or Liza, whatever, uh, were, the t- were tough to beat for me in Pokemon Sapphire. A double battle against psychic types? That was pretty tough on its own. And I know there was something I wanted to read in your email. I don't remember what it was, though. Uh, here it is, yeah. Episode 15, uh, the question for episode 15 is, where do you see the Pokemon franchise going in the future? Um, you say, I don't really know where the Pokemon franchise is going uh, other uh, other than near future. It has been said before that there will be a fifth generation, according to an interview with the anime director, um, which I'll put a link to this up in the show notes so anybody can see. It's actually from Pokebeach.com. Uh, and there are rumors right now that there might be a possible... Um, first generation 5 preview Pokemon in the 13th movie. I was thinking about this before when I was doing the news articles. I couldn't remember who sent me this email. So it it was UKC that I probably mentioned it. I don't remember. It's been a while now. At least recording time has been a while now. The article, I never did read the article, but, you know, I've been kind of excited reading all of this other stuff about the fifth generation, reading little rumors and things like that. But again, I will go ahead and put it up in the show notes for everybody else to read. And as for the question of the episode about Tate and Liza, or Lisa, whatever, yeah, they were they were a little difficult. Uh, I remember in Pokemon Sapphire, I remember kind of dreading once I played Pokemon Emerald after so much playing of Pokemon Sapphire and Ruby, uh, I kind of dreaded going up uh, against them again, you know, for like the third or fourth time, you know, from playing Sapphire over and over again, and same with Ruby, uh, once I got Emerald. But yes, double battle against Psychic types is a bit tough. Um, sure if you have Bug-type Pokemon, but to be honest, I don't know anybody who uses Bug-type Pokemon, at least competitively or even in-game, really. You know, I'm not going to take around a Beautifly or a Butterfree with me through a game. Kind of pointless to me, personally. But uh, thank you, Casey, for your email, and I'll be looking forward to for your future emails, because I do enjoy reading your emails, dude. For real. Our next email, our last email, is from David, and David says, Hey, I love the show. It's very helpful. I was just wondering if it could ever be a bad thing to give your Pokemon medicine like iron, carbs, or protein until it says that it won't have any effect because I'm trying to EV trade my Pokemon and your EV episode really helped. If you could get back to me, it would be great. Thanks, David. Well, when you're giving Pokemon these vitamins like carbose, iron, protein, and the other ones which don't come to mind right away, but when you're giving them, when it says that they won't have any effect anymore is because you've already maxed out that specific um, EV as far as the vitamins go. If you've just bred the Pokemon, you know, it's level 1, you haven't trained it or anything, let's say you give it 10 Carbos, which I believe Carbos is for speed. You give it 10 Carbos, that's 100 EV points, that's 25 extra points once it gets to level 100. That means you maxed out the vitamin intake for Carbos. Um, then you can train it to finish the, uh, the extra 152 to max out its speed. So no, it's not a bad thing. Unless you don't want that specific stat to be maxed out, or even to have 100 extra uh, EV points, which eventually will um, divide out to 25 uh, actual stat points once you reach level 100. So no, it's not a bad thing, again, unless you don't want it to have uh, a maxed out stat. Thank you, David, for your email, and I'm sure other people also had that same question, because I really had no idea what that meant, too, when I first started... uh, using the vitamins like iron, carbos, and protein. So thank you, David, for your email. Um, And that's it for the emails for today. Question of the episode for next time. 
aren't you excited for a fifth generation of Pokemon? I know I am. Um, that's not the question. I don't know what the question is. I do have a question for, just in general, not the question of the episode. Do any of you know a cheaper place to get video games other than eBay, Amazon, and GameStop? I'm trying to buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I've been playing it at a friend's house a lot. It's really fun. I enjoy the game. Um, I'm trying to buy it for the PS3 because Xbox Live is really expensive for me. And the PlayStation Network is just free, just like the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection, which makes it a lot more appealing. So uh, if any of you know a cheaper place to get Modern Warfare 2 for a a cheaper price, um, GameStop always has used games at full price, so I refuse to go buy it from them. I would rather not buy it brand new. I'd rather buy it used, maybe at a cheaper price. Even if it's brand new at a cheaper price, that'd be awesome. Um, Anything else other than eBay and Amazon? If anybody has any suggestions, please let me know. I want to find a place that I can get cheaper games, especially on my really, really low budget, because I've already have money set aside for the new DSi and the new Pokemon games that are coming out, and I really want Modern Warfare, and I don't have money saved for that. I just want to grab a little bit of money and spend it on it without having to spend 60 bucks on a new game. Uh, that's not the official question. That's just for personal reasons. Um, but as for a question of the episode... Um, I don't know. What are you expecting from the fifth generation of Pokemon, since obviously there's a lot of rumors about it? Um, yeah, so what are you expecting out of the fifth generation? I know I've been talking a lot about the future of Pokemon um, uh, with the episode 16, uh, uh, with the episode um, uh, fi- uh, with the episode 15 question. Uh, that question was, where do you see the Pokemon franchise going in the future? If Pokemon is slowly dying, or if Pokemon can survive for another decade? Clearly, Pokemon is... Moving along slowly, um, well, actually, pretty quickly compared to uh, before. If there's a fifth generation going to be announced next month, that's going to be pretty quick compared to before. What do you expect to see in the fifth generation of Pokemon? I guess that's the official question of the episode for today. What kind of Pokemon do you expect to see? You know, different type matchups. I really hope that there's not another fire fighting starter. That kind of annoyed me. Sure, it's kind of cool, Blaziken, Infernape, sure. Um, but two back to back, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that very much. What I did like was Piplup being water steel type. That was kind of a twist. I like that a lot. But uh, again, the question is, what do you expect to see out of the fifth generation of Pokemon? And that means anything. You expect to see. Uh, obviously, we're going to be seeing a new region, new playable characters, new professor, uh, new enemy, most likely. I mean, not enemy, but villain, uh, new rival. A lot of things that we know are de facto in Pokemon games that we expect to see every time. As for Pokemon, uh, though, what do you expect to see? Kind of gym leaders you want to see, you may hope for, maybe. Different type of Elite Four. I know in the fourth generation was a little different with a bug trainer. Um, you know, that, that kind of caught me a little bit off guard. Didn't expect for bug Pokemon to be uh, that great. Uh, but for... Uh, an Elite Four member, he was pretty good. You know, I enjoyed battling, um, his name is Aaron, I believe. I did enjoy battling him uh, going through the Elite Four. Uh, anything you expect, let me know. Flashlightstudios at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, all the articles I talked about today, uh, at least news articles, um, I'm not going to put up, uh, I usually put up something about the main topic. This time I'm not going to do that, because uh, I'll do that. I'll save that for the last episode, um, the Bulbapedia article about contests. I'll put that up for the last episode. But all the news articles can be found on pokedexradio.blogspot.com. 
again, all the articles, all the links to everything, including previous episodes, are there. Um, email address, Twitter accounts. Follow me on Twitter. You get you get updated with uh, what I'm doing, at least um, referencing the show, if I'm doing the show this week. Uh, I know I've been sick. I didn't do the episode last week. That's why I'm doing it now. And I'm still sick now. I've been This is like the longest I've been sick in years. So hopefully the episode didn't come out too bad, um, even though there was a lot of stuttering and umming again uh, in this episode, since I'm getting, I guess I'm getting out of practice now. Uh, at least with so much space in between the episodes, so much time in between each episode. By the end of the episode, I think I do pretty good. But as far as the beginning goes, stuttering, umming, and pausing, it's, it, just, it just sounds bad. What I wanted to do for today's episode, before we end it, I wanted to um, have you guys listen to a song that I found. It was by a band called Eyeshine, and Eyeshine is the, is the band that I took the music and used as the, uh, the ending song for the podcast. And there used to be the, uh, the, the, the intro song as well, but I changed that for a different band. I forgot the band's name already. I wanted to, sh- uh, to let you guys listen to this song, because it it's really like a song about, you know, uh, any of you, if any of you have ever been to an anime convention, if you've seen the band Eyeshine, you know they're pretty decent. Obviously, the lead singer of the band is Johnny Young Bosch, who used to be the, the Black Power Ranger back in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, which, uh, he's a really, uh, he's, a, he's a nice guy. I met him once, you know, he, he's pretty cool. But um, I was going to show you a song, I was going to let you listen to a song that I, I you know, uh, I had found the other day on YouTube. I went ahead and uh, took the audio out of the video. It was a nice song. I'll probably put it on the next episode. Uh, I'm pretty sure that doesn't uh, go against any copyright laws, obviously, because they are unsigned, and they do say on the back of their CD, uh, and I quote, what does this thing say? It says, Unauthorized copying is not really cool, but we aren't signed, so it doesn't matter. Make sure all your friends get a copy of this CD. So yeah, and it says it on their other CD as well. Um, FBI anti-piracy warning. It says, Unauthorized copying is punishable by death. Psych. Make sure all your friends get a copy. So yeah, go ahead, check them out. The band is called Eyeshine. Uh, E-Y-E-S-H-I-N-E. Their website is eyeshine.net. I'm not going to put up a link in the article, uh, in the Pokedex Radio, this episode article thing. I'm not going to put up put it up there, but go ahead, check them out. You can buy their music off of iTunes. You can buy their CDs off of their website. Uh, their latest CD is called My Paper Kingdom. Really good CD, really good music. Uh, every once in a while, on their on their forums, they will put up a free song. They did it once. Um, really good, like piano take to one of their songs. It was really nice. But that's it for today's episode. Again, my name is Gabriel, letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all. We'll see you guys next time.